0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, in high fidelity. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries, with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self.
1: Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are on this lovely, beautiful planet of ours. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Goddess Diaries Radio, your place for daring to remember your sacred self. My name is Dawn Champagne. I am the host and the creatrix behind the blog and the radio show of the same name. And if you've never tuned in before, I'm going to let you know that you can check out the blog for some free gifts when you sign up for my newsletter. Just think of this as your toolkit for accessing your inner goddess self, your sacred self. And the links are included in the show notes, or you can head on over to thegoddessdiaries.org to claim yours today, but I hope you stay tuned and listen to this fabulous show because I have a special guest with us today. And today's topic, of course, we're talking about radical self-care all month long on the blog and here on the radio show. And uh, I did a very unscientific, informal poll (laughs) recently and asked you guys what your favorite self-care practice is. And hands down, that practice was... Bubble baths or soaking in the tub or what, you know, just taking the bath, the water, working with the water. And so I'm really super excited today about today's content and the show because I have Dr. Paulette Sherman, who is the author of the Book of Sacred Baths 52 Bathing Rituals to Revitalize Your Spirit. And this book is awesome. It is so awesome if you're on a self-care journey. So I'd like to introduce her, Dr. Paulette Kaufman-Sherman. Sorry about that. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dawn. Thanks so much for having me. I'm
0: excited to be here.
1: My pleasure. And I hope the audience's pleasure as well. So like I said, I did an informal, unscientific poll (laughs) about radical self-care practices and my tribe responded with bathing as one of their favorite acts of self-care. And I think that um, your book, you know, you you really tapped into this. You've, you've, you've created this book of a bunch of beautiful rituals for bathing and revitalizing your spirit. And I just want to talk a little bit about you, before we get into the content of the book, about you and how you came to this topic. So what's your story? Tell us a little bit about you.
0: Well, um, I have to say I probably needed self-care even before sort of the impetus for for how I got into sacred painting, because I think we all do. And I was pretty busy. I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, And I was, you know, commuting an hour to to be a therapist and doing life coaching and and writing and different things. But anyway, um, but, you know, I don't think I had so many regular everyday practices. And um, then I got breast cancer, unfortunately, four years ago, and I had to go through chemo, radiation, and and a lumpectomy. And... uh, I really, of course, then had a a major focus on self-care and healing and mind, body, spirit and all that, and got much closer to spirit. So I started working with a spiritual teacher, and one homework he would give me every Wednesday would be like to connect with my guides, like with angels or the goddess or, or my higher self and get messages, and usually he would suggest that through meditation, but because I'm in this relatively small Brooklyn apartment. I had a one-year-old and three-year-old at the time. It didn't seem to be working for me because I would try to sit on a pillow and they'd be like running around. So I don't know if other people can relate to that. And it's just hard to kind of get everything you need to do done and then fit in that time, which I'm sure I would have done because people do it all the time. But one thing I did that I, just sort of by accident that was more successful is that I found when I was in the bathroom it would be easier, sort of like out of sight, out of mind for them to like leave me alone for that period of time because they could go to my husband or watch TV or something. So I I attempted over time to train them to give me that 20 minutes and then I started out just bathing and trying to meditate or get a message here and there, and I would even without all this other ritual. Um, But it was more random because my mind would wonder. And so then what happened is over time, I started to build in different tools that I knew about as a therapist and just as a person, like the law, which we'll talk about, like the law of attraction and crystals and essential laws and Mm -hmm. other things I love to really make it special. And I found that when I had an intention and I had sort of process that I would repeat over and over again, that I got very regular messages and that it was just a really powerful time that I could look forward to. So that's kind of how it happened, and I've been doing this daily for like three years. So it wasn't until, I don't know, around the second year that I decided to even write a book about it. So um, yeah, it was just. And you just that published week, that thought. in August. Um, published a book. Yeah, it came out August eighth, yeah. but it seemed to take a while yeah. to come out. Maybe two years or something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. sure.
1: Um, that's really I, I really like that. Uh, last week it or. My last episode of the show, I talked about the goddess Melozine, who is a a mermaid goddess. And she would take one day a week um, and and hold herself up in her bathroom (laughs) and she would have she would devote an entire day to her self-care practice and i as you were telling that Ugh. story i just really felt like you were channeling that energy you know i could see you channeling that energy uh that just the the sacred retreat into the bathroom to just you know be by yourself and connect with your higher self and i reading through the book i really i really get the sense that that's, you know, how a lot of this came through for you was in that space. And that's exactly what you just said. So (laughs) I just really love that. I love that validation and confirmation of that. So as a busy mom, a professional, and a woman dealing with breast cancer, which, oh my gosh, that in and of itself, I can only imagine how stressful that can be. um, You can really speak to the need for self care, and so I wonder, what what are your thoughts on self care and and women specifically or moms? I th- I think the reason why I'm asking is because I think that there's different kinds of self care, and I think that each um, each I guess like if you're there's there's different needs for moms, there's different needs for professionals. You know, you're kind of you're kind of bridging out spanning the whole, encompassing the whole realm of it. But I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on the importance of self-care?
0: Well, my thoughts on, and I know this as a therapist and as a person doesn't mean that I'm the best model all the time, Um, I will say that. But my thoughts are that Mm -hmm. it's very important because we are the foundation of all that we do. And we forget that and there's a lot of guilt um, particularly around moms but maybe even like around career women and different things that you know there's all these things to be successful that you have to do number one and then all these people that you have to take care of and serve and sometimes we just think like well these are all in the books and i have to be here and i have to do this for this one that we and i'll say to my clients and as well put in on your like a date with yourself, like like you were saying about the mermaid, but like, you know, you have plans. You don't have to explain. Like you've plans to do something with yourself at that time and you have to work around it like you would with something else. So I think mm-hmm. that and also the fact that we have a relationship with ourselves. Sometimes that's like an aha to people too because they'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm a pretty good friend, I'm a daughter but I didn't even realize I have a relationship with myself, you know, and if I say what that's is that from zero to ten yeah, they'll be like, huh. So, in, you know, it's how we speak to ourselves. It's the time we invest in ourselves, time, money, all that, that we would like, you know, in anyone else and celebrating ourselves. So I think it's really important, but it's not exactly mainstream, I don't think, in this culture. Um And so, yeah, I think it's, you know, at least in certain cultures or religions, like, they'll have a day of silence, and so sometimes they're communal, but I think that there's also not a lot of time to even slow down, a lot of times, I find, and to be by yourself, because sometimes that's considered bad or uncool, like, I was home alone, I should be doing something, I should be with other people, so I think that it's an opportunity to reframe that, um, And I even read, which I say sometimes, I think I said in the book, that people would rather, in research, they would rather shock themselves and be alone with their thoughts for a certain amount of time. So (laughs) people are also very uncomfortable spending that time alone, like, you know, what might Mm -hmm. come up. So I think it is a really good practice. And it's not overwhelming because it's only 20 to 25 minutes. So... Mm -hmm. um, so at least I'm talking about the bath right now. But I think self-care in general could be anything, whatever it is to you. It might be being by the water, being in nature, exercise, eating right, um, the way, you know, giving yourself gifts, or things that give you energy or raising your vibration or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So.
1: So important. So, so important. I really like what you said about having a relationship with yourself, because I think in the end, that's really what it's all about. And it's interesting that you say that research says, and I know this to be true from my own personal experience as well, but the research that says we're uncomfortable with being alone because of what we might find there and I think cultivating a relationship with yourself is one of the most frightening (laughs) things you can do when you're when you're not awake or fully aware or self-aware I guess um and I think that resistance is really strong so so what do you think about that overcoming the resistance to that cultivating a relationship
0: I think the first step is to just recognize that we're, what we're scared of, and it's like anything they say, like to face your fears because they're not usually as bad as we make them out to be once we actually go through them but mm-hmm. when you think about it it's like relationships can be scary because i specialize in dating a lot of times and you cuz you feel like you're investing yourself and in, you don't know what the other person will do how they'll show up if they'll hurt you but with yourself i mean you have some control over that you may not know what feelings mm-hmm. are going to surface or but you know it's the one thing that we can actually work on and it's like besides death and taxes the one thing we have is our relationship with ourselves maybe even in other yeah. lifetimes if we're souls you know so it's worth right. the investment and and there's nothing that you can't really work through once you're willing to face it and to break it down you know so we're not Mm -hmm. talking about therapy right now like at least in terms of the bath but I think just being able to see that you can shift your mood that you can get guidance from your higher self that you know how wise we are like we don't A lot of times we think that, at least I did, I'll speak to myself that if I rush, I'll accomplish more and I'm an Aries, but one thing I I realize is that I actually can accomplish more if I surrender things and I'm willing to listen and co-create with the universe or a spirit, I actually get much more ideas and much more energy and much more mental clarity and my spiritual teacher will say, like, let Shakina do 85% of it and you just do 15, you know, and that feels so relaxing to me, you know. So anyway, but now I kind of switched to something else. But I, what I am saying is that we can get to know ourselves and to realize that it's okay to be alone and also that we're not alone, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we have spirit and, and um, you know, we have our higher self and there's parts of ourselves that it can actually make us feel more whole and safer, you know, um, and no matter what is going on out there. So I think mm-hmm. it's just um, being willing to reframe it and to take time to uh, work through. Whatever you're afraid of, that's what I would say about that.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. I I found that um, I know in my own journey, and then coaching other people um, also is that a lot of times we get to this point where we realize we have, you know, it's it's the point of surrender. We have to do this. There is no option. And um, I find that helps to have a practice in order to help us access these higher things. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about your book is because it's, it's one of many ways that one of the many tools that we can use to tap into that energy and tap into our higher self. And you really focus on the ritual of sacred bathing and the way that you wrote your book, you describe it as a recipe book. (laughs) And I thought that was intriguing because I love to cook.
0: (laughs) So explain
1: that a little bit. So you have 52 different recipes um, for this one tool that you, that anyone can use to tap into their higher self. So explain it a little bit about the ritual of sacred bathing. Sure. Um, So
0: the one thing I would say that distinguishes the ritual of a sacred bath from a regular bath is that I used to climb in the bath and, like, shave my legs and worry about my day and, like, wash my hair and, you know, multitask, Mm -hmm. kind of. And um, so I had to catch myself in doing that and say, you know, this is your sacred oasis, your sacred space. So I, you know, will clear the space with like, Palo Santo would. It doesn't have to take long, you know, Um, or... Incense or spray it with something beautiful smelling like Archangel air spray or something, and then I will you know light a candle and I will like remove any towels that are yucky like you know put them in the hamper. It doesn't have to be a whole big thing because my bathroom is super small actually, but just to make it really special. And then I will you know put in the essential oils which smell so great and have wonderful vibrations and then a crystal to match my intention. And I make a little prayer which I describe in the book that you can do your own, but I give you an example where you can attune yourself to the water and bring in a higher power whether it's your higher self or a certain goddess for this group right or an angel that you love or your guardian angel and so it's a chance to also learn about all those different deities because there's a glossary in the back but you can bring in whoever speaks to you and then Mm -hmm. climb in with your intention and all of those things support that so that's um and then you then there's a meditation i mean i could go into there's like 10 parts of the um recipe as you would as as a Mm -hmm. food recipe like the candle represents spirit crystals um, represent your intention in different ways and the same with the essential oils that you would put in Um, you can make a prayer um, in order to have a two-way conversation with whatever deity you're bringing in or your higher self Um, also there's a lot of research on visualization so in the meditation i ask you to visualize whatever you want to track so for example if you're a dater because i have a lot of those and instead of figuring out, like, you know, just rehearsing, like, oh, what if he doesn't like this about me? What if this goes wrong? What if it's like that other guy I met? You know, that we tend to do that and, like, focus on what we don't want. So instead, I encourage a person to visualize what they do want to happen and, you know, all the wonderful things about them so they can bathe in love and kind of let fear go down the drain. And the research shows that when you have mm-hmm. that inner rehearsal, you know, you're much more successful. And plus, that's also the law of attraction is aligning your thoughts, feelings, and actions. So you imagine any negative beliefs going down the drain, um, any fears and anxiety, and then bathing in love and acceptance. And so you have all these things going at once, um, plus your intention, clearly. Um, And there's a meditation aspect where you're just focused on that. So when other thoughts come in, you learn to just focus on that, um, which really brings a lot of mental clarity. And then at the end of this 25 minutes of doing this for that particular intention, you would blow, thank your guide, you know, blow out the candle, carefully climb out. And then I have a little after ritual that you don't have to do, but it's kind of fun where I've matched some teas, like herbal teas, because the energy of those plants also support different intentions. So that's just fun. So like if you're doing a self-care bath or something or a love bath, you could have rose hips tea, let's say, and then just journal about any insight you received. Because Mm -hmm. when I do it, it's almost like a dream. Sometimes if I don't write it down fairly quickly, I might forget it, which is a shame after investing like those 25 Mm -hmm. minutes. So... So you just jot it down, um, takes like five minutes, you know, and integrate that into your life. Because once you've had it done, you can say like, oh, yeah, you know, um, Aphrodite told me that I should have a date night with my husband and do this or whatever. Right. And then you try it mm-hmm. out. So um, so that's the idea of the ritual and the different parts. That's nice. I, that's magic. <laughs> I love it. Aww, I I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah i especially like what you said about visualizing and i mean here i belong to a mastermind group and in this mastermind group we we script all the time like if we want something we will literally script it out as it's you know as in uh present tense and seeing it and visualizing it and then writing it down on a piece of paper to kind of pull it in uh, physical manifestation of you know law of attraction as you say, and I think that's really important uh, part of the whole process. And I would like that you include that in your bathing ritual because, especially how you're 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 connecting that to letting go of all the negative thoughts and letting them drain out of you know down the drain, and it's so important. I think it's really really important. We are. We have the tools before us to make radical changes in our lives. And this, I, I just love that. <laughs> Thank
0: okay, you.
1: so <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so, okay, so let me ask you this. In the book, also, you um, talk about journaling afterwards, as you were just mentioning. This crowd is, we're big on journaling, big on diary practice here. So do you have any tips to make it more accessible or what What are your journaling tips so that That's we can That's a good idea. I never this. really
0: even thought of it because I just did it myself and in fact like I don't even do it very thoroughly, to be honest, because I literally have 25 minutes to like take them down and commute, and so I don't know if everyone's in my situation. It may be that, which would be fabulous if people had mm-hmm. just like more time, you know, and didn't have to rush. But basically, what I do is I just take like in a towel, go in my bedroom with my glass of tea and my journal, and I literally just write down like bullet points of what I heard. And then if I have time Mm -hmm. later, I'll go back to it and make them actionable. Like I mentioned to you, like I might get, oh, spend more time by the water. And then I might say, like, okay, I'm going to try next week to go twice to the beach because I live on the beach, but sometimes I don't even get there, you know. And then I'll find a way, like when I took my kids to camp, I would take my my angel cards and just um, this, like, scarf thing and sit on it and just take 10 minutes and read. And that was so special because before I got to work, I had that time for myself. And so it was yet another ritual that really, you know, Barely—it was like ten minutes, but it was really special to me. So once you kind of realize that there's an opening, you can figure out how to put it into your life. But there, there is a bridge there. So I think of a journal as like a transitional thing like when I wrote my first dating book dating from the inside out I would ask people to journal after a date to notice patterns and stuff so that you're taking the knowledge you know you know what I mean and then putting it into your life and being aware more conscious so I think it kind of helps us to see things in black and white Um, and again it's kind of a liminal space in your bath so you're kind of going into like your unconscious or a different zone Uh, your expanded consciousness so when you get back into your busy life you might forget it if you don't write it down so that's basically what I say I don't know if I have specific tips like if you want to be if you're a person and you have time and you want to draw maybe like what your guide was like or you know that could be it depends what your how you react best I'm just thinking about this now but I have like a friend who's an artist and she might draw and that might evoke a lot for her um, and you know help her to remember what she came up with or a symbol like some people I always get see I didn't think of this but I always get like words like um, I'll hear messages like do that so that's what how I would journal but other people might get a symbol right they might get a name or you know or something like that or a sense so whatever you get that's what you could journal about right and you could really even have fun with it and maybe make a collage or if you have time for that kind of thing but um
1: yeah i don't know if you have any ideas (laughs) well i was just thinking i was just thinking as you were talking um about the symbolism that that comes up for you i think probably i jumped ahead here in this interview and i probably should have asked or should have led with what is the difference between a sacred bath and a regular bath, which you kind of already talked about, but yeah. um, I think that um, there's a lot to it, culturally speaking, uh, that probably we didn't touch on. So if you could go into that a little bit too, uh, what, what the differences are and, and how, how widespread this practice really is.
0: Absolutely, and I found that to be a really cool layer. Like, again, I think you could climb into the bath without a lot of this extra stuff and still make it special and still get guidance if you were clear on your intention and, and, um, you know, really made it a special time for yourself. But it is really neat to think about that this is a healing practice that spans all cultures and and so many years. Um, Just to mention a few examples, like, I I don't know if this is true, but I read that the Egyptian priestesses used to use um, pools in the temple and the pyramids. Um, and they would stay there for days, like meditating, which is like a really cool image for me, if it is true. And I think about like being an Egyptian princess princess in my small modern bathroom, you know, it's Mm kind of cool. And then like, (laughs) um, I live in little Russia here in Brighton beach. And there are these Russian banyas that we go to, like there's mermaid Mm -hmm. spas and stuff where they go in um, the cold and the hot, um, so they have banyas in, in Russia, in Turkish, they have hammams, in Turkey, I'm sorry, in Greece and Rome, and they have these baths. Um, I went to something similar here in New York that I wrote about called air baths, A-I-R-E, and they have like tepidariums and floatariums and brick with li- like um, little candles. It's an amazing experience and you can float in these pools. Um, so that brings you to that culture. Um, there's also the mikvah, which is, in Judaism, a metaphor of restoration. Um, And I was able to try that, even though I'm not very religious, but I wanted to see what that was like. And I'm married, so I went to one of those, and that was pretty amazing. Um, And the Japanese have sentos. Uh, The Native Americans Mm -hmm. the Cherokee have this ritual called going to water, where they immerse seven times, and they thank the great spirit. So it's just... The Mayans, I believe, had bathing rituals to treat disease. So it's just like endless. Like, that's not even, I'm not an expert on that, but I just wrote about a few things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then it's kind of fun when you get into it to look around and see what there is. Like, here there's Spa Castle. Um, There are Korean um, spas that you can try. And then even if you're able to go to other countries, like I did that a little bit. um, I'm still dying to go to like the thermal waters in Czechoslovakia and Iceland and different Mm -hmm. places. But, um, you know, there's always something even local (laughs) that you could do, you know, with your friends, like you could even go to the beach and if you wear bathing suits or something and do like a group ritual. Yeah.
1: I remember uh, a few years ago, I was going through a pretty challenging time in my life. I had just lost my father to cancer. And uh, I was going through a very contentious custody battle with my ex-husband. And uh, my girlfriends kidnapped me and took me away (laughs) for the weekend to... Uh, local I live in southern Idaho and we have thermal baths all over the place and we went to a local hot springs um, called Miracle Hot Springs and it was the most healing thing I was just I just remember floating in that that hot bath (laughs) looking up at the stars because it was an all-night thing and oh it was so amazing so healing and I think that it speaks to um the, the fact that, that this is so culturally um, ubiquitous, I think that it speaks to us on a, on a deeper level, you know, and I think we all know water is um, symbolic of our psyche or our emotional body or, you know, the deep, the within, the deep within. And so I, I feel like there is definitely something healing about bathing, whether you make it sacred, intentionally, or not, <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, there's just the basic maintenance component of bathing, but, but just taking it up that level with the intention and the, you know, a, a, approaching it with the intention of making it sacred is, it just elevates the practice and is so powerful. And anyway, I really... I feel that, I really feel that. So I was excited when um, we scheduled this interview because I wanted to talk to you about that too. And you say in your book though, we've only got, let's see how much time we've got here left. We've got about three minutes left. So you said in your book um, that water symbolizes the great mother. And I like what you said in that about that. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your thoughts and where you were going with that.
0: Sure, I'd be happy to. But I just want to say I got chills when you told me that you have some good girlfriends. It's such a sweet oh, story. that definitely. Took you to the miracles. Wow. Right? Wow.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, it and you know it can awesome. be like for for bad times, for good times, right? Like you know to celebrate too. I think it's like amazing, and it brings water brings people together. So you we were asking about the Great Mother, and like when I go to the beach. Which I try to go to because I live near it. Um, it represents like well, there's different goddesses. I'm sure you know too, like water goddesses, Gamaia, and you know. But like it could be the divine mother, and in the Bible, it it often like in Miriam's well and different things. They you know it represents divine connection, um, and divine favor. Um, it can also represent like healing, like you know, um. Baptism and different things, or mikveh, you know, the healing and purification, and, um, and even like wish it, getting your wishes and wishing wells and things like that. So, um, and even scrying right. in the olden days, they would look in the water and see the future. So it's very, very symbolic. I mean, it goes back. To, the, to biblical times even before that, that water is purification. And I like to say it's like my emotional, spiritual, and mental purification. So you usually think of a bath as like our physical purification, but this is a chance to purify on all those levels, but also to come back to the Divine Mother, like the womb. Like we're all mm-hmm. 70% water and we grew in the womb, right, for 9 months in the water swimming around. So that's what we're kind of used to. And um even I didn't mention that some of these are couples baths, but I I do some date nights on Fridays with my husband because we don't need a babysitter and we'll take couples baths. And there is like this attunement, we're talking about divine mother, but it's like we're tuning to the divine in these baths, but also to ourselves and also it can be to a partner. And when we were when we have a baby, like we're attuning without words. It's like this psychic connection. Um, and the waters, I feel like bring that back. And even if you're with a partner, so you don't have to talk, but you can get guidance on a shared intention. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so many different ways that we can connect to our higher self and and make connections with others just through this sacred bathing practice. And so I want to just kind of, Finish out this interview then with how can we contact? How can we get a hold of your book? And do you have a blog? Where's your? Where can we reach you? <laughs> I need to blog
0: more. Actually, it's not, <laughs> not so much blogs, but anyway, I have some blogs. But my web book website is sacredbathing. S a c r e d b a t h i n g. dot and um, on there I have different sites like you could get it on Amazon, BarnesandNobles. dot um, mm-hmm. I think Walmart um most or many metaphysical bookstores some barnes and Noble stuff like that so um it is pretty accessible and it's called the book of sacred baths and also my email is in the book and i think on my website it's dr sherman at gmail.com if anybody wants to write me and
1: ask me questions or um, just share their experience okay. i would love that so yeah amazing well you guys you heard the lady go out and get her book it's amazing i think that you will love it so thank you so much for being on the show today and until next time love you guys to the moon and back thank you bye bye